Good evening, family. How is everybody doing today? It's a nice weekend. 
little bit chilly. Got to go skating. What I was thinking would be on ice, but it turned out to be plastic floor. Never done plastic floor skating before. It was very interesting. It was great to have Matt and Hev out there with this to, to attempt the skating with me, but not the same. It just encourages to get out and go to Lexington where we can get some real ice. It was awesome. But on the great news, I didn't break anything. I didn't fall. So that's a bonus. But uh, yeah, plastic ice. Interesting stuff. I wouldn't recommend trying it. It's not quite as fun as, uh, yeah, very awkward. It was very, very awkward. And Nemo, you finally got to see me, huh? Yeah, that's why I do radius. No one has to look at me. Way better that way. But this is Kilted Christian, episode 502. We're called this one, Leave the World Behind. So just a little heads up. Spoilers, spoilers, spoilers are incoming from this movie that we just, uh, we had to watch. We kind of wanted to see what all the hype was about. So uh, if you don't, want to have the spoilers and want to see the movie yourselves i would not recommend watching this episode but uh really we're not spoiling anything because you can all see what's happening in the world this movie just kind of hits it on the nail hits the nail on the head but guys kill the christian episode 502 leave the world behind let's get to it we are many nations around the world rise to many cultures but we stand together in a battle between good and evil we're the seekers of wisdom the bringers of truth the hands of heaven and the voices of reason as the world tries to divide us by our differences, we only grow stronger as we are bound together as the children of God. First things first, uh, we're going to be having Dustin Nemos on tomorrow night. So you want to catch Dustin Nemos here on Tuesday. Um, there will not be a Thursday show this week because uh, um, some of us are going to be heading out to uh, a friend or someone in Texas who is in need right now, has no heat in the house. They got a um, wood-burning stove, so we're going to go to install. It's about two hours away from where I live, but we got to be here to help one another, and uh, we're going to definitely go over there and do that. So uh, both John and I will be there for sure. So since we're doing the Thursday night show, we'll both be busy, and I'll keep you updated on that as we go through the week. So just letting you guys know now. Um, hi, Livin. Hi, babe. Oh, let me unmute you. There we go. <laughs> I was muted. I know. You can hear it through my mic. <laughs> Hi, babe. How are Remember you? Remember we were doing that with the mic and I know. Us? Back and forth with the mic and tunas. How, how are you today? I'm doing good. I, I was, I'm not going to lie, guys. Being almost 50 sucks because yeah. uh, I, I went skating um, on Friday night. Um, we went on the plastic and it was like real sticky. It's not as smooth as ice, so it takes a lot more muscle when you're trying to flip. There's no backward skating. It just doesn't work that way on that, on that plastic ice. Um, but I could barely walk. <laughs> I, I, I was literally, I sat down and my knee was so swollen from doing the pivots and because the pushing. Of the because chips. of the plastic chips. Because of the plastic chips everywhere. You'll get going a little bit. Get going, and then like the plastic chips just stop. So fortunately yeah. I didn't fall, but yeah, I could, I couldn't even walk. Yeah, it when, was. I, when I sat down, I'm like, oh boy. So we're putting stuff all over my knee, taking some Advil. Yeah. Um, and then well, I believe it was, uh. I believe it was Jay Wu I was talking to, talking about how 50 years old, yeah. everything changes. And I was like, so basically, I've only got one good year left. Great. <laughs> yeah, it was a good time with Matt and Hev. The parade was awesome and hanging out. And the weather was not too bad. No, the weather was, it was great. was actually great. Yeah, it, yeah. Was, it was a fun little parade. For, oh, heck yeah. It was little, really good. little town of 2,800 yeah. people. Um, it was actually a really good parade. It was a long parade. Um, all the churches had little floats. They were all hand designed. Um, there was a lot of Grinches, a, a whole lot of, lot of like um, Jeeps. A lot of, yeah, there was Jeeps and 
Yeah, there was Jeeps there, and oh, geez, it was really good. They were decorated. We had, we actually, Willie from um, Mandolin Farms was there with his big, huge truck that he had created himself. Oh, yeah, the monster truck. Monster if you guys, truck. yeah, if you wow. guys are at the uh, Bards Fest That's, here, yeah. you saw that big truck, and it was all decorated, decorated with like Christmas up. lights and the little axle twisting underneath with Christmas lights. It was pretty, pretty cool. Weather yeah, was great. It was really good. And then the surrounding areas came in with the fire. The fire department came in from the surrounding communities and brought their fire trucks and had them all, all decked out. So it was great. It was a good time. Wow, Steve Cusick, you're, I literally thought you were around 50. And I'm being dead serious. He says about to be pushing 70. I'm surprised, man. You you look great. Yeah, you do. No, no, no uh, finagle. Uh, I'm just saying you look great, man. So, hey, yeah, exactly. What? what? Exactly. Yeah. Um, Seven, man. Hey, dude, you're doing you're doing good. You're looking a lot better for your age than I am for mine. So hang in there, keep doing it. And uh, uh, we we're having to like discipline Steve Steve Cusick the chicken. Oh my god, keeps, Steve! That oh, we, you know Steve. I you know what I call him, Steve Cusick the pecker. <laughs> yeah, he's pecking all our chicken. Peck went out there with some some protein on um, yeah, turkey and stuff, passing it out. And Steve Cusick's like, no, that's my protein. But we uh. We built um, some swings for them yes. this weekend. So we got the swing sets up for them. We got two of them in there so they can get off the ground and, and swing. I'm not even sure. There was some poo underneath it, so I imagine they're on yeah. top of it. We it's got, a little windy right now, so they got to hang on tight. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's a little windy, but we got um, everything latched down nice mm -hmm. and tight. We got the uh, um, Nathan shed built this weekend. Yeah, we got, a, we got everything done. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yep. Yeah, we're pretty much done. Yep, chicken poo. Yeah, that's, chicken that's, poo, that's a whole we got a whole lot of chicken poo, that's for sure. That's the word that I use instead of the other stuff that yeah. I would normally be screaming, you know, <laughs> you know, as I'm becoming better. I was never really a potty mouth, but you know, on occasion that, that word yeah. pops out like yeah. holy poo. Um yeah. <laughs> Actually you aren't. You really I cuss more than you do. Oh yeah. <laughs> He's all oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't I, I, I do. Yeah, I, I never really had too much of a potty mouth. So that's the thing is that when, when one of those words comes out of my yeah. mouth, it has a meaning. Yeah. Exactly. You know, it's not like, ah, you replace that word with the and a. But <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. Um, true Patriot, they are sentence enhancers. Enhancers. Hey, I'm with you, Truth, on that one because it really does enhance the sentence. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, but it was it was a nice weekend. It's going to yeah. be a cold week. Um, tonight's going to be 28. Tomorrow's going to be 27 and then 22 the next day. Mm -hmm. um, fortunately, I don't know. I can't remember if I told you guys last week or not. I think I did that we got our fireplace yeah. inspected and it is working. Yeah, it, it is a wood burning fireplace that was converted. So we had everything capped yeah. off and now we actually have uh, logs burning in the fire. Yeah, so we had really a nice. great fire all day today and but it's still cold. But, you know, it's a big house. So it's, you know, it just takes a while to warm up, but we're all snug. Oh yeah, snug as a bug in a rug. Exactly. My dog's <laughs> down here looking nice and and, and toasty, staying away from the heater. He's actually closer to us right now. Yeah. That one was little. For some reason, the the studio is the one room in the house that it gets zero heat. Cold. Yeah, we're exactly. In the yeah, we're in the studio, so it's cold. But... And we're gonna get the Yule log. Oh yeah. Well, definitely, we have to get the Yule logs all burning. We went out and all of our wood we've had uh, stacked out in the back, so it's been collecting a lot of rain. We've been getting like two to three days of rain a week. Mm -hmm. So they were all soaked. So we had to go out and get some dry wood today. And then we had that stuff underneath the carport now. Yeah. Um, so we actually going to have some dry logs now. So it's awesome. We'll be nice and warm during the wintertime. Yeah. We hope everybody had a good weekend. 
yeah, I hope everyone had a beautiful weekend. Yeah. Um, like I said, I know it's starting to get that chilly time. It doesn't look like we're going to get a white Christmas, but hey, Christmas with the family is all that we need. And uh, going to go out and pick up, I think, a prime rib. Yeah. I, we, I, I'm pretty frugal for the most part when mm -hmm. it comes to purchasing food. I, I, I go on a budget, but it's Christmas. So yes. we're, we're going to get a, a nice little prime rib and, and have a nice little dinner. Um, we... We always get like, a, we got a really great place that has a pretty good deal on meats around here. Mm -hmm. So we got some, uh, a pork butt the other day, the butt of a pig. Yes. <laughs> Which is not too bad. No. And yeah, I, I did a slow, I did a slow, <laughs> cook, slow on cook on it. That, I, I, baby. I did a nice um, yeah. rub um, with some butter on top to soak it into it. We, we did like, what was it? Seven hour, a seven yeah. hour cook. And then, uh, yeah. So last night we, I made, um, Loaded potatoes. So we had like potatoes, sour cream, um, sauteed onions, um, butter, and uh, broccoli, teriyaki broccoli, broccoli yeah. with cheese. And He's then, a fantastic cook. And then we loaded it with, with a barbecue Cute pork, pork. Um, pulled pork that I made on top of those potatoes. And then yeah. tonight, we used the other half that we had left over. <laughs> That's sandwich. a great thing about yeah. it. I mean, even with four, that was like, what, $12 for the uh -huh. big, huge pork that fed us four people two days in a row. So budgeting's good. Absolutely, and it was fantastic. Yeah, too. tonight we have barbecue sandwiches tonight. Mm, we're pretty spoiled here. So for those of you that <laughs> live in the South, I don't know if Kitty Two's in here or not. Um, there's a place called Sunny's down in the South. Actually, uh, I, I bet um, I bet Steve Cusick knows about Sunny's, and it's got some of the best like baked beans you'll ever have. And they have this sauce. So I found something comparable to that, and then added a couple things to make it. Oh, Susie's got them here too. Awesome. So yeah, it's that sweet barbecue sauce that they put on the table. So I found something close to that, added a couple of things to make it right there. Oh, man, it was so good. So this yeah, sauce is awesome. Amazing. And then I found the Bessinger's barbecue um, sauce recipe. This is what I do, and I'm not joking. <laughs> At like 3 or 4 in the morning, we're all like, you know, she's sleeping. I I'm watching awake. television. She was awake in this one. I, I was awake. like. I know what we're going to do tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Three o'clock in the morning, he tells me what we were having for dinner tonight. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, I'm like half a, okay, okay, that's not, ooh, that sounds really good. <laughs> but hey, it, you know, that's great, though. He's a fan. Like I said, he's a, he cooks amazing. And so he's a fantastic cook. We all look forward to what he's going to create with what we buy. So it's yeah. really neat. So don't let anyone tell you that skinny guys can't cook. Because there's a couple of us out there. Right? Yeah. This skinny guy can cook. All right. Mom and I are pretty happy about it. And I'm pretty sure Nathan is too. Oh, yeah. I, I do everything by hand, though. I don't like, um, I like creating stuff. stuff so I yeah. come up with something new every night. I just, I, I've always been a creative person, no matter what it is. And mm -hmm. cooking is one of those things. It's just more satisfying now cooking for four people rather than just my mom and myself. Yeah. You know, it just, it's just it's more fun, too, because yeah, we're all involved. Yeah, exactly. It's more exciting. So, um, yeah, no, Montana dude's like, trust a skinny cook. You can trust me. I haven't poisoned my family yet. <laughs> well, thank God for that. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm still here. So <laughs> the big word was yet. yet. <laughs> I better not piss them off, right? No, I, I will I will cook things over before under. But pork, the whole pork. thing that really is hard though is he cooks so good. So when I cook, I feel like I'm I'm not I'm not I'm not up to that. You know, that standard that he has where his fine little chops are all perfectly chopped and his onions are perfectly sliced. <laughs> I just throw it together and hope no, it you're, tastes you're, good. You're a good cook. I just, um, you're, you're a, you're a I good just, cook. um. No, you're, no, you're, you're a good cook. I just, I just really enjoy yeah. doing the cooking. Yes, he does. Yeah, yeah. he does. Uh, I, throw in, I throw in some Mexican food here and there. Yeah, I was, I was lucky um, when I was living on Amelia Island in Florida, just north of Jacksonville. 
um, I was getting a little, my, my business going, doing editing and film work and stuff, but it wasn't taken off yet. So I went and got another job at nighttime working at a restaurant and I started off as a uh, dishwasher. It's all I wanted to do something simple. Um, and it was at a four star restaurant. The only reason it wasn't five stars because they didn't have valet parking, but oh, everything, really? everything was made by hand, no blenders. Everything had to be done with whisk. We made our own whipped cream. Like everything was, was made by hand. Even our, you know, the, the au jus and the bordelos, like everything was made by hand. So, um, so they didn't have, uh, their pantry cook. The pantry does like salads, appetizers and desserts on one night. So they asked me to go home and, you know, take off the kilt, go home and get some long pants. You can't be in the kitchen cooking (laughs) without long pants. So I, um, ended up doing that, um, for like a week filling in and they were like, man, you really know how to cook. And I, I didn't, I just mm-hmm. know how to follow direction. So I ended up going up to uh fryer and then like a month later I was on grill and then um, the sous chef didn't show up one night and they were like, well, you're the only one that I can trust to try this. So I worked sous chef um, this one night and uh, everything came out great. So they were like, look, would you mind if I trained you to yeah. be a, a backup sous chef? Um, I'm allergic to seafood. And, uh, so I can't taste certain things, you know, we had, you know, swordfish recipes and crabs and stuff like that. So I had to prove to them that I could make these dishes 12 times before they allowed me to go on my own. So they would taste to make sure everything was good, ended up doing well and ended up being their sous chef. So I got really into enjoying cooking and learning how to make things from scratch, understanding my mother's sauce. The guy that taught me was uh, an executive chef for the Ritz Carlton, um, who went to Cordon Bleu one of the really good um, oh, that's culinary academies. Great so, place to be trained. Yeah, so I lucked out. Yeah, it's kind of funny that we're both kind of in this, we're in the same kind of, you know, career. We were cooking and I was in hospitality. Yeah, I just know? don't like cooking professionally. Yeah, it's tough. I like I like cooking for family and friends. Yeah, exactly. But, so we did a little bit of banter because we're about to get into some crazy stuff. Ooh, yeah. You heard me. I'm going to go through a little bit of news, but most of this news, oddly enough, revolves right around the topic tonight, which is called Leave the World Behind. So there was a movie that came out last week, I believe. I didn't hear about it until last week, so I'm assuming nope. it came out last week. Now I'm hearing everyone talk about it. So we don't have Netflix, and Netflix is the only place to watch it. So we actually got on Netflix for that free trial that we just watched a movie, and then we're going to get rid of it. <laughs> yeah. um, but guys... Um, you definitely want to check this movie out, but just to let you know, there's going to be a lot of spoilers in this episode because it falls into everything that's going on right now. Um, the first thing that really caught my eye and I found interesting was it was produced by Barack and Barack Obama and his husband. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. So this movie was literally produced by the Obamas. And why is that weird? Um, because of what the movie was about. So I'm going to give you a quick, so we're going to kind of be all over the place tonight because a lot of, like I said, there's news that came out yesterday and today that fits right into this as well. So I'm going to read this real quick, and this is kind of a a breakdown as to what we saw in this. So first off, there was a lot of symbolism in this movie, a lot of symbolism. Um, Right off the bat, literally within the first two minutes of the movie, um, they're laying there sleeping in the bed. Um, uh, Julia Roberts' character is packing. And yeah, gosh, Josh... The movie was garbage. It wasn't a great film. Um, the cinematography was awesome. The movie itself wasn't a great film. But if you're like me and you're a researcher like us, mm-hmm. um, 
it literally was a, I mean, I can't think of a movie recently that has been more predictive programming than this movie. And then you got, you tie into the fact that the Obamas were the ones that made this movie that produced it. They were the ones that funded it. They were producers and executive producers. The director of this movie, um, literally reached out to Barack Obama asking him for advice on, on you know, how they were going to go with the film and the director, and I'm going to use a, an unchristian word here because this is exactly the quote. He said, when I got, um, Barack Obama's responses of how he wanted this movie to play out, it scared the shit out of me. Yeah. That was a direct quote by the director of this movie. So, um, like I said, right off the bat, as the movie opens, there's a mug next to the lamp that's got a six on it. Right next to it's a clock with a hands pointing to the six. And on the other side of the bed is a clock that's mostly blocked out to where you can only see the six. So right off the bat, two minutes into the movie, you've got a six, six, six right there. Um, and then, like I said, there was loads of other uh, predictive and symbol symbolic things in there. So this is just a quick little like layup of this movie. So watch the film, um, Leave the World Behind, and here are my thoughts. So this film was executive produced by Barack Obama and Michelle Obama. The film, in a nutshell, was about a cyber attack by hackers on America. Full stop. Why would former president and his husband um, executive produce a film about a cyber attack on America by foreign hackers? It was filled with so many evil and occult symbols and the future undertones, it made your head spin. So right off the bat, like I said, within the first two minutes, there was a blatant 666 right there in your face. There was a scene where a drone type of device dropped thousands of flyers with a snake photo on the, uh, the pamphlet that said death to America. And it was written in uh, what Arabic or Hebrew, or I think it was written in Arabic. Arabic. Um, and, uh, but there were other flyers and other locations around the country that were in other languages. One of them was in Korea, North Korean. Another one was in Chinese. So a prepper in the movie that was played by Kevin Bacon insinuated that America had made lots of enemies and perhaps they had teamed up and invaded. It turns out that it was all an all-out attack using a three-stage maneuver to topple the government from within that ended with bombs dropping in the city. So the, these are the three steps that they actually talked about in the movie. Number one first step was isolation. Disable all communications and transportation, making people deaf, dumb, and paralyzed to what was going on in the world. So in the movie, everyone saw and experienced what was happening to them directly, but there was zero communication from anyone, including our government. No television. So nobody knew who the enemy was. Nobody knew what was going on. Nobody knew anything other than they had no Wi-Fi. Um, electrical grids had been hit. Um, and then some other weird things that were going on, um, you know, so basically communication was shut off 100%. Um, number two, step two was synchronized chaos, terrorized with covert attacks, um, and disinformation with no clear enemy. So that's what they were doing. They were literally gaslighting and creating propaganda with the flyers and stuff they were dropping around to get everybody confused as to what was going on. So nobody knew who the enemy was. No one knew who had caused this. No one knew anything other than there was zero communication. No uh, banks were working or anything like that. Um, step number three um, was a coup d'etat, civil war, and collapse. So basically, in the movie, they literally made the, th the, the, the statement that uh, the cheapest way 
to get America to fall was to get the people to do it themselves. So what they did is they created this whole scenario, wiped out electric or wiped out um, communication, wiped out all of this stuff to where people had no ability to communicate with one another. No banks, none of this other stuff. People would get freaked out. They were running out of food. They were running out of water. People started fighting one another. So once again, coup d'etat, civil um, war and a collapse within itself. And then even a point where they mentioned that the White House and cities were attacked by rough forces, said um, one of the bunker terminals um, in the film. So they went into some pretty deep detail, and I'll get into a little bit more of that. So think about this, guys. So we all remember just recently the Iranian lawmakers chanting death to America. Number two, what did the World Economic Forum Klaus Schwab just predict that there will be a cyber pandemic? Is it a coincidence that Tucker Carlson recently talked about an EMP attack in the U.S. as an outcome if we go to war with Iran? Other notables in the movie, they were checkerboard and eye occult symbols, uh, lots of emphasis on clocks and time, NASA with some Obey t-shirts. Um, there was a very loud ear-piercing noise that appeared like multiple times, believed to be a microwave weapon causing brain damage um, and loss of teeth in the movie. And literally in the movie, in the movie, they used the example of Cuba. If you guys remember Cuba, the diplomats that were over there that had that microwave weapon that left them disoriented, hearing issues and all kinds of like neurological issues. They literally mentioned that in the movie. Um, so yeah, causing brain damage, uh -huh. exactly skin the game, like all kinds of things like that. So um, there was a strong emphasis on the show friends in this movie. So in the movie, the main, one of the main characters, one of the, the little girl was focused on watching um, reruns that she hadn't seen of friends. And she was literally on the last episode when all the um, Wi-Fi and everything went down. So she couldn't see it, but literally throughout the movie, she's completely obsessed with this. So it was focused on season 10 episode number 17, the, it was titled The Last One, which was the very last episode of Friends, where a little this little girl was obsessed with what happens with Rachel. Um, she couldn't watch it because everything was down, and that was kind of, what, like I said, one of the focuses of the movie. So The Last One was also, because this movie is one that was broken up into chapters, so the words would come up on the screen like Chapter 1, The House, Chapter 2, The Noise. You know, the final chapter was called The Last One. was also a chapter in the movie and the movie ends with the girl watching it in the bunker um, as chaos just literally just rampaging around the world. So this was a pretty messed up movie. It was predictive programming written all over it. It was very disturbing. Like I literally had nightmares yes. all night long um, yeah. just coming for, straight from the movie and what they were talking about. This guy's um, literally one guy said, my wife doesn't pay attention to much, but was completely disturbed. But maybe that was the whole point of the movie. Um, and like I said, it was full predictive programming. Um, and it was literally, like I said, produced by the Obamas. This was not a coincidence. This was telling us what's going to come. So so what do we have here? This is this was in the last couple of days. So first, I'm going to play you a clip. This was on TikTok. Um, uh, Lennon found this one. And it was uh, Candace Owens um, talking about something very similar to what we're watching right now. So let me get this. Ooh, look at that. Video currently unavailable. They took her down. Yeah, they took her down. 
So, anyways, fortunately, we've seen the video. Fortunately, we've seen the video, so I can tell you about it. But it, it has literally been pulled down from the internet. So this movie, or this this clip of Candace Owens is talking about internet and power outages going down. So this was what three days ago mm -hmm. that she released this. Um, and then today, if you guys watch any news whatsoever, this was all over a mainstream media. Um, breaking report, massive Chinese cyber attack on the United States growing rapidly. Experts reveal that they have never seen something of this magnitude. What is next? Um, and they've got a, a little grid chart up here showing where all of this is taking place coming from China, hitting America. So this was all over the news today. Oddly enough, right after this movie was released, and like I said, I believe the movie, if I'm not mistaken, the movie was released last week at the end of the week. Um, so it's pretty fresh out there. It hasn't um, been out there too long. And then all of a sudden, you get the news today, and they're, literally everyone's talking about these things. So I'm going to play a little clip that I do have that's still up. Once again, China's cyber army invading critical U.S. services, including power grid ports, pipelines, and water utilities. And I'll tell you about how that fits into the movie here in a second. Post reveals hackers affiliated with China's People's Liberation Army have infiltrated critical services here in the U.S. Alexandra Hoff joins us now from our nation's capital. Alex, this is not good. No, it's not. I mean, this infiltration appears to be part of a broader effort to insert chaos into our logistical systems. The information collected could then be weaponized if the U.S. and China were to become engaged directly in the Pacific. According to reporting from The Washington Post, citing multiple U.S. and industry security officials, China's cyber army, army is invading critical U.S. services, like an attempt to break into the system behind Texas's independent power grid. Other victims include a water utility in Hawaii, a West Coast port, and at least one oil and gas pipeline according to that report you're seeing there. Brandon Wells, executive director of the Department of Homeland Security Cybersecurity Agency, told The Washington Post this, quote, it is very clear that Chinese attempts to compromise critical infrastructure are in part to pre-position themselves to be able to disrupt or destroy that critical infrastructure in the event of a conflict to either prevent the United States from being able to project power into Asia or to cause societal chaos inside the United States to affect our decision making around a crisis. The report notes that over the past year, hackers affiliated with the People's Liberation Army in China have accessed the computer systems of about two dozen critical entities. Yeah, crazy, crazy, huh? Hey, good to see you, Kitty Too Chicky. Change the name, awesome. Kitty Too Chicky. We were just talking <laughs> about Sonny's Barbecue down there in Florida. You know what I'm talking about. Um, so last week, uh, we had this lined up, too, that was literally talking about hacks on our water infrastructure. Um, it didn't say anything about who had done it or whatnot, but they, they were talking about it last week, at least on written news and, and independent journalists. But today, um, this has gone straight up mainstream. So they're pushing this out for some reason. Yes, yeah, you look at that. They make the best barbecue beans. I literally open the show with that. <laughs> they yeah. do. They make the best barbecue beans I've ever had, ever. Um, oddly enough, the, the meat that they put in their beans tastes like raccoon. Yes, I've had raccoon. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. What part of the raccoon? <laughs> I've had raccoon and squirrel. I don't know what part. We we chop, We had somebody else chop it up because um we were on a survival hunt where we could only put um what we could fit into a Maxwell House can. Oh, really? Yeah, and this was during oh, the dead awesome. dead of winter, and it does get really cold in Florida during the winter time, especially northeast Florida. Um, so yeah, I captured, uh, I caught a raccoon and a snare, Ooh. and uh, we had squirrel and dumplings, and the dumplings we made from um from cattail 
Oh. So have you guys ever had um, cattail? They, they, they're like the little hot dogs. They're, they're like nature's corn dogs. Or they look like nature's corn dogs, just growing in <laughs> marshes. But you can use it as a flour to make dumplings, pancakes, and stuff like that. So just a word. In case we end up losing electricity, you don't have anything to eat, you can eat those. Just don't bite right into them because they're really flour. You've actually got to process these things and grind them up oh. and, and make your flour. But yes, nature's corn dog. That's what they look like. So... Um, yeah, so we're having a lot of conversation all over the place right now about the cyber attack and so forth. So what happens in this movie? Literally right towards the beginning, they decide to go on a vacation. And they end up um, leaving the city because they were in New York. They lived in Brooklyn. They went right outside the city. So it was far enough out to where they weren't in the city, but you could still see the city in certain places where they were. And uh, they went to the beach on their little trip and they noticed that there was a gigantic boat or a ship that was coming like right towards them. It was way off. So they couldn't tell it was coming. They just, they just knew it was heading that way, but they didn't know. They thought it was going to take a turn and then it beached itself. So, um, first thing that happened in the movie was, uh, GPS went down. So the boats couldn't operate. And this one was an oil tanker. So that's one of the first things that you do to a country that you're trying to destroy is, um, you got to take away their oil communication and so forth. So that's all this did is they, they first disrupted the oil supply because obviously we need that for retaliation purposes. Um, remove that, remove the communication. And then airplanes started falling out of the sky because they didn't know where they were. They lost complete GPS. So it was just complete all out chaos. Um, and yeah, we'd be exactly off kilter. We've been watching them destroy railways. Um, comment they made in the movie is like how difficult it is there's a reason that we've only had like small wars, civil wars, patriot wars and stuff in this country is because this is a very hard country to invade. It's not like any of the world wars have ever been in this land because A, how do you invade such a big country without people noticing? And B, um, everyone's armed here. We've got a very armed country. We're like our own military. Matter of fact, the, the civilian, the citizen of this country is the biggest army in the entire world. So... Unlike movies like Red Dawn, which we see where um, you look up in the sky and you've got like Koreans and Chinese and Russians like parachuting yeah. into your land. How do you destroy a country like this one? How do you invade a country like this? Well, you got to do it incognito to where nobody knows. So you create an immigration problem and you just let these immigrants or these warriors come in from within or across our borders and then, you know, you maybe take someone like Abbott, who's like, I'm going to get back at these people for sending immigrants in here. Who's literally shipping them around the country. So you got to wonder, was he doing it to pay back these Democrat cities or is he doing it to literally put systematically put these warriors all around our country in the different places? So now we've had millions and millions of millions and millions of border crossers come across in the last week, yes, we keep breaking records. Down in town in the Tucson sector. Yeah, Tucson sector, Eagle and Pass, down to places that I that I was down when I was down at the border. Mm -hmm. um, we've had like twelve thousand plus coming through a day, so it's it's literally ramping up worse than it ever was. What that say? Yeah, um, literally everything's ramping up right now. Um, so this is how you get an infiltration. This is how you invade a country. You do it to where people think it's something completely different. You got half the country supporting it. And then all of a sudden, like I said, we've talked about this for a long time. All of the fighters, the warriors, the military age men are already in our country spread yeah. all over the place, basically waiting for their call. 
and to be given their ammunition. So it's just, like I said, and the movie gets crazier. So it moves on. And uh, one of the main characters in the movie, he was the owner of the B&B or whatever. It was like a really nice mansion that they were staying out on their vacation. He left the city to come back um, because the electricity went out and he was trying to go to a safe place. So he ends up coming in um, to this house and he was a um, marketing expert. Um, basically, I think he had something to do with uh, stock market and stuff like that. And he made a comment that like when you're in when you're in the job that I'm in and you start noticing and recognizing all of the signs, you almost become, you know, you can almost see the future in a way because of the way that um, everything falls into place. Um, the numbers fall into place. So you can kind of predict what's happening in the country by the way that the finance goes. And one of his um, biggest, um, biggest clients, one of the most elite clients he had, and he was like, I'm not going to say his name, but he worked for the Pentagon dealing with weaponry and, and um, aircraft and stuff like that. He made a joke with him. He was just like, you know, I really like you. They got drunk one evening and he was like, uh, I wish that I could bring you on vacation with me. And, and the, the guy who was the marketer that owns this house literally was like, well, where are you going? And he kind of smirked and laughed and he goes, I'm going on vacation to hang out. And he literally said with the evil cabal, of elites that's mm -hmm. running the world. So in the movie, they literally talked about the evil cabal and the elites running this world. Um, he was kind of the, the reason that he knew something was coming is because that same guy called him like two days before this event went down saying, I need you to move my money here, here, here. So take it away from this and put it into this. So he was shuffling money around. So we knew right then and there that something big was about to happen in this country because of the way that the elites were moving their money around. And he even made a comment. He was like, but there's certain things that happen in this world that are even out of the elite's hand, but at least they get one favor. And that is they get a heads up. So, um, they didn't, it, it's not like they could get away with this, but they were at least given a heads up to know that they needed to go somewhere else to their safety bunkers or whatever before poo hit the fan. And it certainly did in this movie. So this whole thing was like straight up predictive programming. It showed um, even how some of the preppers that knew what was coming, that had gathered their water, their food, their medicines and stuff like that, were doing what they could to protect their family while other people were getting sick. Um, there was a, a piercing noise. It was like, uh, like I said, we talked about it earlier, the frequency that was very similar to what happened in Cuba. Matter of fact, in the movie, once again, they compared it to the frequencies and the um, the whatever they called it, the microwave devices they were using over in Cuba. And uh, some of the people in the movie were getting sick, coughing up blood, their teeth were falling out. Um, and it was, and like I said, it was just terrible. So here's the crazy thing. It just gets even weirder. One thing in the movie that you notice towards the beginning is a little girl walked out into the backyard by the swimming pool and there was probably a hundred deer in the backyard mm -hmm. just staring at her. And then she saw it again. And then somebody else said they saw it. They then it was in, they were in other places, all these deer gathering. So then today, weird today, I've seen four different, um, videos from four different States in our country. One of them yeah. literally had deer standing all around, um, the statue of Liberty, like loads of deer. And then there was another one where there was probably hundreds of deer standing on top of, um, Mount Rushmore. Um, yeah, and then I saw true. two other videos that were the same thing where people would go out in their backyards and it was literally just hundreds of deers gathering. 
And then last week, you know, Nathan brought this one up to me. He showed me, I'm not sure what that means, but I imagine it has something to do with the frequencies or soul or soul something. something yeah. Cause they've been trying for the last week. I don't but know if you guys. Still. Yeah. Yeah. Nathan's parent, uh, I'm not going to say who, but there was some in their yard today that never have been there before. Oh no. My understanding. No. Um, but they've been pushing for the last week, week about solar, yes, about the a solar. big giant like burnt hole in the sun that was what did they say it was like fifty, 50 Earths years, big. Yeah, it was it's supposed the to size be of fifty Earths. Yeah, some yeah. big thing like that. Um, okay, so True Patriot says we saw several large murders of crows yesterday. I've I've heard the same thing. Um, as watch well, the birds. Yeah, watch the birds because that was really one big thing the in the birds. movie where all the birds that were yeah. even in the movie there was like a, a flock of flamingos that landed in a pool in New York. Yeah. Know? So everything's CERN. Yeah, CERN exactly, Nemo. Mm -hmm. So everything's radars were off in this movie. But then today I started seeing all this craziness, and then last week, um, Moonwolf showed me a a video of um chickens. Yeah. There was like six chickens that literally froze solid for two minutes. Literally, like they were in walking solid. motion, one leg down, one leg up, and they all just froze. And then yeah. like two minutes went by and they all started moving at the same exact time. Yeah, that was really, that was really insane. Yeah, so something made these, these, these chickens in real life like freeze up. Pretty weird stuff. Um, oh, wow. Uh, did you see what she said? The local Christmas farm has been complaining about the deer on their property in abundance. Really? Oh, wow. Yeah. So something, something's going on. And yeah. like I said, is I just, the reason that I'm doing this show today, and like I said, normally you guys know me, I'll talk about movies and I don't give the spoilers. Yeah. This one right here um, needs to be talked about because absolutely, like I said, we get into the news today and I'm seeing literally everything that this movie discussed, they're discussing on, on mainstream media today. It started on Fox. I um, mentioned a couple of them, CNN, NBC, um, MSNBC. They're all talking about this stuff. So Ezra was saying that he too had crows. Those little shits take over my neighborhood. I haven't seen the hawk in a while. So he has crows hanging on, hanging around too. Interesting. I know that everybody always said to watch the birds when I was younger, and I kind of think that's a good idea. Yeah, because they're the ones that, that have natural sonar mm -hmm. radars, so they know exactly where they need to go. So when you start seeing like, like abnormal things like that it's kind of paying attention to it and like i said it was just weird that all of a sudden today i'm literally seeing videos and stuff that are mimicking the movie a lot of people were talking about this movie today as well um and i'm gonna play a clip for you in a minute that a girl does a pretty good job going over um what i'm talking about right here about these chinese hackers and how it all um, threads into this movie um i'm gonna go ahead i'll play this clip for you real quick so this one's a little bit longer but it's totally worth it because she breaks down the movie and what's happening today um, rather well. So I'm going to play this for you real quick. This is just under 10 minutes. All right, let's do it. Let's talk. Leave the world behind. A Netflix movie that just came out that has the entire world all abuzz. Unfortunately, Andy is still very, very sick. So there is no ring light, no makeup, and I'm just here on my couch. But because I'm sick, I was able to watch this movie last night with Uncle Mike because Auntie's critical thinking skills are off the charts. There are a lot of hidden messages and symbolism that I picked up on that I need to unload here for you now. So much so that I really doubt that I can get it all into one video. So since I'm going to be on the couch all day long sick, might as well make a few. It is vital that you understand Barack Obama and Michelle Obama's role in the making of this movie before we can go any further. As a director of this movie did reach out to the Obamas for input and advice, and according to the director himself, after getting this advice, it scared the, well, let me show you. Barack Obama sent notes on Netflix disaster movie, it scared the out of me, says director. 
And the fact that many people do speculate that Obama himself could be the Antichrist, one of the things I'm going to show you today actually chilled me to the bone. If you haven't seen this movie, spoiler alert, do not watch my videos because there's going to be a lot exposed. Save it for later after you've watched the movie and come back. You have been warned. <laughs> this doomsday movie pretty much outlines the apocalypse. Later on in the movie, we do discover a three-step plan that the higher-ups have. We'll get to that in a bit. But basically, overall, it is to initiate the end of America, as we know it, at the hands of Americans themselves with the Civil War. The movie is about Julia Roberts and Ethan Fast and their two children going on a vacation Ethan Hawk. that Julia Roberts planned very last minute because she couldn't sleep. She decided to rent a mansion, an Airbnb, for her and her family to escape the weekend from the city and get away to in Long Island. This, my friends, I believe is foreshadowing of the Holy Spirit discernment, or in Lehman's term, trust in your gut. So let's get to symbolism number one. While her and her family are on the beach, they see a large ship coming towards the beach. As they notice it's getting nearer and nearer and faster and faster, everybody runs and rushes away in a panic as the large oil tanker ship aggressively hits the shore and beaches itself. The name of this boat is the White Lion. Oh, if you know, then you know. If you don't, I'm about to tell you. This is the one that gave me chills. Do you know what the White Lion symbolizes? The arrival of the Antichrist. As the king of the jungle, the lion is a natural leader, and the white lion symbolizes spiritual leadership and guidance. Oh, what's that up there? Illumination, resurrection, and healing in spiritual context. Viewed as a sacred being of power and wisdom, among the tribes of Africa, white lions are regarded as sacred creatures associated with royalty, power, and protection. The powerful presence of white lion is believed to possess healing abilities. Hmm, who else, who else does that? Oh, that's right, Yeshua, Jesus both physical and spiritual, providing hope and strength to those in, in need. Revered as a symbol of leadership, nobility, courage, inspiring individuals to embrace their inner strength and lead with integrity. White lion has a connection to the divine realm, serving as a messenger from the heavens above. White lions are seen as manifestations of divine intervention and protection, symbolizing the presence of higher beings watching over us. They are believed to be celestial messengers, bringing messages of hope, guidance, and reassurance during difficult times. The presence of a white lion is often seen as a sign that one is being protected and guided by a higher power. Pause screenshot. They are believed to offer spiritual guidance and protection during times of uncertainty and hardship. The presence imbues individuals with strength and fortitude needed to navigate through spiritual journeys and overcome obstacles. Sounding an awful lot like, yep, that's right, the Antichrist. They are often associated with unification and peacekeeping efforts. Oh, that sounds familiar. Whether it be bridging division between diverse groups or advocating for conservation and environmental stewardships, white lions embody the essence of harmony and unity. Let us yeah. unite under... So real quick, um, when the boat, that oil um, tanker that I told you about washed up under the shore, didn't even wash up. It just was heading straight to the shore and just kind of rammed into the shore. It literally said white lion on the front of it. I was like, they should have called it Evergreen, but this makes <laughs> yes. a whole lot more sense. So it was called, the boat was, the ship was called the white lion. Their powerful presence and strive towards a sustainable future for generations to come. Hmm. And if this doesn't scream Antichrist, I don't know what does. They're symbols of authority and dominion. Their presence commands respect and inspires confidence in those who witness their majestic stance. Antichrist much? So the abrupt and aggressive beaching of the white lion ship, I believe is a thousand percent symbolic of the presence and the entrance of the Antichrist. And remember that this ship was the very first thing that, mm -hmm. that the first sign in the movie. So basically everything would come post Antichrist that, that happens after this. Right before all hell breaks loose. 
let's talk about what yeah, yeah real quick yeah off kilter the beast rising from the sea the leviathan or whatever it is yes that was a good call the kids are wearing ask uncle mike the little girl's shirt had me rolling because of course they're gonna have her wearing a shirt that says nasa <laughs> the great deceivers as her brother is rocking an obey shirt now with nasa if you know then you know it is one of the greatest hoaxes of our entire history wait a second i just noticed something how is he what oh i gotta watch the movie again look his shirt has obey in it here but not in this one. Oh, auntie's gonna have to watch this bad boy again that's suspicious that's peculiar the meaning behind the Obey clothing line is the rooted in do-it-yourself counterculture of punk rock and skateboarding, but it is actually taking cues from popular culture, commercial marketing, and political messaging with messaging of self-empowerment. With biting sarcasm verging on reverse psychology, he goads viewers using the imperative Obey to take heed of the propagandists out to bend the world to their agenda. This part right here is what gets me. Obey is about variety and experience, thinking about your surroundings and questioning the purpose. Hmm. Isn't it ironic that he is standing there in an Obey shirt right next to his sister who is wearing, you guessed it, a NASA shirt. Hmm. Question your surroundings and question their purpose. Standing smack dab next to his sister wearing a NASA shirt. Hands down by far one of the biggest propagandas ever made by man to force their agenda on us. NASA, hands down, like I said, has been one of the biggest lies in human history. The symbolism between the two shirts is screaming propaganda to bend their agenda. All right, like I said, I'm not feeling really good and there is so much more I want to do. But for this video, we will just explain now in this movie, the Antichrist has entered and they're letting us know a lot of the things that we have been taught have been lies. Stay tuned, guys, as I unfold the rest of this movie for you directly from my couch throughout the day. <laughs> oh, I just love how God works. I was just about to post my video when it dawned on me I should probably upload a picture from the movie scene where the ship was beached, the white lion, when it dawned on me. This is, hands down, by far, 1,000% the introduction of the Antichrist in the movie. And you want to know why? There's actually a couple of reasons that I know for sure this is the Antichrist, but Revelation 13, 1, and a dragon stood on the sand of the seashore. Then I saw a beast coming up out of the sea. Julia Roberts and her family were also in Long Island on the East Coast, and obviously the ship came from the East. There are clear biblical indications that the Antichrist will arise from the Middle East, from a country to the north of Israel. Some of his titles unmistakably point to the direction of the Assyrian, the king of the north, he will also be the end-time king of Babylon, and we all know Babylon at this point is America, who will be heading up a Babylonian alliance of false religions and will be in control of the world economy. These prophecies imply that the Antichrist will emerge from the modern Islamic world when his world empire will be destroyed during the second coming of Christ. It will also bring about the final destruction of Islam's power as represented by the restored Babylonian empire. This is extremely bone chilling as well to me because Obama himself has made many implications of actually being Muslim himself. He will take action against the strongest fortress with the help of a foreign god. The foreign god is Satan. He will give great honor to those who now acknowledge him and will cause them to rule over many and will parcel out land for a price. The great fortress that he will take action against, you guessed it, Babylon itself, America. Yep. But in the fact that Rose saw the ship before anybody else and was concerned before anybody else was, then I saw a beast coming up out of the sea. That ship came aggressively out of the sea and beached itself on the beach. 
That is 1000% the white lion, the Antichrist, making its appearance during the movie. Now, Christians do know that once the Antichrist makes his appearance, we won't be here. The rapture will have already happened. And I also found it very interesting that none of the characters, not Julia Roberts, Ethan Fast, none of them, none of them prayed to God, talked about God or Jesus Christ himself. Yeah, God Uh and Jesus was never mentioned once in this film. So it would make sense that the people that were still there were anti-religious people in general. The only character that even mentioned God was Danny, the prepper the doomsday survivalist that they went to. And even then, he wasn't really even saying anything much about God. He just said, pray to whoever you feel like you need to, something like that. So it's interesting, maybe the rapture had already happened at this point, because none of these people were ever vocal about being Christians or praying to God. Second Thessalonians chapter 2, it is clear that prior to the Antichrist being revealed, there will be one who lets, holds back, or restrains. And scripture in this chapter states that he, or the one who lets, i.e. the restrainer, must first be taken out of the way, and then the law, man of lawlessness and sin can be introduced, the Antichrist. Once again, just like the comforter discussed above, the restrainer is commonly seen as the Holy Spirit. In the movie, had the rapture already happened? Because as I've explained, many Christians, we do believe that that means when the comforter or the restrainer is removed and taken out of the way and the Antichrist comes into play, That is the rapture when we are taken up into the clouds with Jesus. All right, guys, I am sick as a dog. I will be on this couch all day long. I got plenty of time and I got a lot more revelations to share with you about leave the world behind. Stay tuned. Yeah, so definitely recommend watching this movie. Um, It's like I said, there's symbolism all the way through. And once again, I have to push through that it was the uh, that it was literally the Obamas that were the executive producer to this movie that was symbolic of the antichrist and so forth coming in and uh at the very least everything outages uh satellites so now i want what 80 different um senators Senators, and congressmen were given satellite phones Mm -hmm. you guys remember that yeah pretty interesting now you got to wonder what those uh, satellite phones are really about. Because even in the movie, the satellites were disengaged too. Um, because he actually, one of the guys had connections and uh, satellite phones were connected. But nonetheless, is you know, I, I've been very wary about that. Because I'm like, why would they, why didn't they get regular phones? Why, why specifically satellite phones? Were they all giving them to them for free? Well, now And then we'll I asked the question, are they the ones that are leaving Congress? Yeah, and, and a lot of them, a lot a of lot the of ones are. that are taken off from Congress are. Do they get to keep the, it? the movie? Um, is called "Leave the World Behind," JG twenty three. So, um, and then once again, so remember the movie Red Dawn, where the invading army came in from the air. Well, the story is coming true, but the invading army is literally walking in by the millions, and the ruling elite are in on the plan a hundred percent. So, um, like I said, it, it you can see all these little little things happening here and there. We just got to put these puzzle pieces together. And, uh, you know, we've been saying this for a long long time time. now, make sure you got your water, make sure you got extra pew pews, make sure you've got, um, food and, uh, do what you guys can, um, to help other people shelter, make wood Mm -hmm. in case electricity goes out. I don't know, but like I said, it's just, I find it to be very convenient that this movie was released last week. And all of a sudden everything they were talking about in the movie was being talked about on the news today. Um, interesting interesting so, timing exactly i ended up finding this little video too that i'm gonna play for you real quick it doesn't have to do with this movie but it kind of does 
in a way. But nonetheless, this woman is 100% dead on. I'm not her sh- her sure who she is. She looks like she could be Melania's sister. Yeah, she does. She Yeah, she really does. But um, this right here is, she hit the nail on the head. Listen to this. goal is to eradicate humanity as we know it. Once you understand the final destination, it becomes much easier to look back and identify the psychological conditioning, the biological tampering, the cultural grooming and the educational prepping that we have been subjected to for decades in preparation to making us accept a post-human future. It takes a lot of physical and psychological abuse to get an intelligent species like ours to agree to its own extinction. Most, if not all, that has transcended in the last 60 years was designed to get us closer to accepting such a dystopian reality. Whether you care to accept it or not, we live in a hyper-controlled matrix where our perception of reality is meticulously planned, managed, and executed in order to control and steer us in whichever direction they wish. And the direction is a post-human world. For this, they first needed to destabilize, dehumanize, and demoralize humanity through every means possible. The destruction of the nuclear family, children being indoctrinated by the state, abortion, the eradication of God and spirituality from education, life in mega cities and away from nature, toxic food, air and water, social media, replacing real human connection and interaction, engineered financial crisis and taxation, endless wars and massive migration, stress, anxiety, depression, drugs and alcohol, constant fear-mongering, moral relativism as the new religion. And I could go on and on about how humanity has been influenced and forced to move away from all the things that give us strength, security, purpose, and meaning. A weak, immoral, disconnected, ignorant, and unhealthy population is an easy target for the next stage, the creation of an entire generation of androgynous beings. Masculinity is under attack psychologically, culturally, and biologically. Women are being replaced in sports, entertainment, and politics by men pretending to be women. And children are being indoctrinated at school to think that gender is a choice. The transgender movement is not a grassroots movement. It comes from the top. It has nothing to do with people's freedom of expression, sexuality, or civil rights. It's an evil psyop with a clear agenda to get us closer to transhumanism by making us question the most fundamental notion of human identity, our gender. If you don't know who you are, if you already identify as a hybrid between a man and a woman, you will be easily convinced to become a hybrid between human and machine. Gender ideology is the two plus two equals five from George Orwell's 1984 dystopian novel. It's the final test to see whether we will follow the most absurd party line towards our own extinction. But two plus two equals four. 
And no matter how you choose to dress, call yourself, or change your physique, will not change that. The sad reality, though, is that in the gaslighting process to get us closer to a post-human future, they have mentally and physically harmed an increasing number of children and young people, and it's only getting worse. This must be stopped. Man, she was so dead on. Everything that she said right there was was spot on. And, you know, she even used the old two plus two equals five out of George Orwell's 1984. And we have literally seen teachers mm -hmm. on media that are out there like, well, no, no, two plus two can equal five. Yeah. And that was like straight out of the book. So how easy is it to convince people to fall for this? It's not as hard as you think it would be. You think people would be smart and be like, wait a minute, didn't they talk about that in a book that was made back in the 60s or actually before? Yeah, um, exactly. You know, interesting. And like I said, she was dead on because it, it, she, she, one thing that she said was that, you know, if you can convince people to be multi-gender and, and you believe it, then it's easier to convince people yep. to become part human and part machine. Yeah. And and she's so right. You know, Robin Recovery RN says, uh, a movie is not a quick production either. And, and you're right that the movie, um, leave the, leave the world behind. That was a pretty high budget film. Like it was, like I said, it wasn't the greatest movie. It was well made though. It was a high production value, a really good cinematography. It just didn't leave you satisfied as far as what was going on. So, I mean, that's what I mean by not a great film. Um, but no, it would have taken a long time to make this movie. So it's not like they were like, okay, let's go ahead and start making this like three months ago. And then they put it out pretty high budget movie. And they did the same thing with the movie. And I believe it was called, it was either called three birds or three little birds. Um, right before the pandemic, yeah, right before the, the psyop pandemic went through, um, they made a movie that was exactly about that being locked up in your homes and being monitored by everything. And how it started to push you into the central banking system. And it was kind of the catalyst for everything that, that came afterwards. Um, interesting bird song. Thank you. JD 23. It's called bird song. Um, but I, they were singing that three little birds in yeah, the movie song. from, uh, Bob Marley. So thank you. Bird song. So if you guys check that one out, definitely get a chance. Cause like I said, that came out literally right at the beginning of the psyop pandemic. Um, and it was exactly what took place. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. So, like I said, they, they, they don't hide. They have to tell you through symbols. They have to tell you what their plans are. And people just look at it as, you know, just good old fashioned entertainment, but it's not entertainment. It's all, um, pushing this stuff through. And, you know, true Patriot also brings up, you know, not if it's AI generated, this one was not AI generated. This one was actually directed, produced and so forth, but you're right. AI generated films could probably be produced in a couple of months because they're manufacturing it. So how do you tell? Look for six fingers because for some reason, um, AI generated stuff hasn't figured out yet, which kind of reminds me of the whole Nephilim thing. Song bird. Okay. So it was called not bird song, song bird. Thank you. JD 23. Um, yeah, definitely check that one out too. If you guys um, are on Netflix or you do what we do, it is late. <laughs> I'm right there with you, JD. Um, if you guys uh, don't have Netflix, remember you can pop on there for like just for the free trial and then just get rid of it as soon as, as that. You won't be charged for it. You won't be paying the system. Um, so Dix, I found this little tweet just kind of off topic. You know, I'm going to talk about a couple other things as well. Um, I, I love this one right here. He says, I effing hate grocery store checkout screens asking me if I want to donate $20 to end child hunger. He goes, you're a $10 billion corporation. And I'm a guy using a coupon to get 50 cents off a bag of potatoes. <laughs> Why don't you donate $20 to end child <laughs> hunger? 
I kind of feel that way too. I'm definitely the guy that uh, will save 50 cents on a bag of potatoes. <laughs> um, next, uh, so Kim Reynolds, um, who is the, uh, the governor of Iowa, um, literally has a, a satanic shrine in the state capitol. There's no Christmas tree that I saw, no decorations for Christmas, but there's a huge Baphomet standing right up there that Kim Reynolds allowed in there. And they'll do the same thing. Well, this is a, a constitutional republic, and we do have the right to all religion. Yeah, what well, we do. Then why don't you have Christmas stuff in there and a nice cross with Jesus? You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? Like, why don't you have any, why don't you allow things that represent the Christian religion in there, but you'll allow a Baphomet? That moment, your excuse of this is a constitutional republic doesn't mean crap to me because you either are fair to everybody or you're fair to nobody. But the fact that you allow a shrine of Baphomet on Christmas, see, and, and once again, all it is is a spit in our faces because why don't the, the evil satanic people put up a shrine of Baphomet in like June or July, you know what I'm saying? Or, or whenever um, gay month is. Why don't they put it up then? No, no, no. They wait until Christmas because it's a spit in our face um, and, and religion in general, especially Christianity. Um, next, uh, we got Shane Dawson has two babies in his care. Now, despite the fact, and this is the truth right here. So we had a girl on last week mm -hmm. that literally talked about what she's going through with her child being taken care of by the, by the court system, taken away, hadn't seen her child in seven months. Just a, a horrible story. We'll be bringing her back on. Um, possibly Wednesday. We just got to make sure that all the times line up. But this guy, these two gay men have a baby. And listen to what they've been accused of, or, or not even accused of. This is what they've been found guilty of. Admitted to Googling child porn, has justified pedophilia, called naked babies sexy, admitted that he was molested as a kid, admitted that he raped his cat. No one should have a child in their care if they've done anything like this, his comments are disgusting and his consequences of them should include never having kids in his care at the very least, much less prison time. And honestly, with what he's admitted on tape, I don't understand why he's not in prison. But see, we've got like legitimate good people that have their kids taken care. And I've got multiple examples, we have multiple people come on the show talking about this exact thing. And yet it is OK for gay couples because you don't want to offend them. You don't want to offend them. Um, so you're just going to let a pedophile admitted cat rapist yeah. child Googling uh, porn person. And it's okay if they have a baby, they'll get to keep them, but good people, not so much. I mean, it's just, it's horribly oh, disgusting. Gosh. Um, so you guys remember we did a show a while back on, uh, I believe it was Wayfair and how they, and Walmart, how they were putting up, um, codes and stuff to where you would be purchasing like cabinetry or something like that but it was ridiculous like it was a cabinet for like fifty thousand dollars you know basically an ikea kit um well now it's on etsy and yeah. uh there's a couple of things that i've got here today so oh they're selling child child's overalls for thirty five thousand two hundred and ten dollars um they've got um they're selling a picture of a pizza for three thousand dollars so for those of you who don't remember the show that we did on this topic, let me explain to you what this is. It's no different than art and certain other things like that. Art is one of those products that's what will a person pay for it. So it's a, unlike a car, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, if I go up to a car dealership and I want to buy a Nissan Juke and Nissan Jukes are $20,000, 
I'm not going to pay more than that because that's what the car costs, right? Well, art is subjective. Art is one of those, it's, it's a buy the beholder, what somebody willing to pay for it. So when you go in and you're paying $250,000 for art, what are you really paying for? It's a way that they can do child trafficking, selling children and selling humans without people getting suspicious. They're like, no, no, no. I paid $250,000 for a hunter buy-in painting. I didn't buy a child. Well, it's the same thing right now that they're doing on Wayfair, that they're doing on Etsy now, is that they're selling these products for ridiculous amounts, like absolutely ridiculous amounts. And and you're not buying overalls. You're not buying a picture of pizza. You're literally buying kids in order to traffic and to use them for what they do. So some of these products will go up as high as like $200,000 or whatever, depending on what you get. Obviously, babies are more expensive than than toddlers are, are more expensive than a teenager, which is more yeah. expensive than an adult. So uh, when I was down at the border, we talked about this and the little bracelets that I found underneath a tree. Um, you know, I, I don't want to say what I called the tree. Yeah. But there just, was, a, there was a name for yeah. it, but there was like panties and shoes and stuff like that for little kids hanging all around the trees. And it was almost like a, it was a trophy tree yeah. in a way for what they did. But there was also these little bracelets and on the bracelets, it had price numbers on them. Um, the, the, the bracelets that were obviously a little tiny, small wrist were the ones that were worth the most. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, you know, the bigger wrist ones that were torn off were worth a little bit less, but those were some of the adults that they were trafficking through. But this is how they sell them, um, publicly, um, to where nobody draws attention to it. It's no different with the kickbacks that politicians get. So when James Comey does something for the deep state, if he all of a sudden got like a check for, $500,000 or a million dollars, people would be like, where did that come from? So what do you do? You give them book deals. Mm -hmm. So it, it so it, there's an, a reason to why they're making the money and people just assume it was a book deal when the actuality, they're not making any money for that book. They're just giving them the quote book deal in order to pay him yeah. off for the deeds that he's done. So this is exactly what we're watching right here in a different way, a, a more sinister way on Netflix or excuse me, on a Wayfair on um, Etsy now, Walmart was doing it, eBay was doing it, Amazon was doing it, I believe. And uh, when I was doing the dig originally, I went through and started copying and pasting the the codes, the, mm. the number codes that came along with uh, the cabinet they were selling or whatever. And guess what would pop up when you went into Google and you, you copied and pasted Paste that code? Codes, yeah. It would literally bring up a picture of the child, child. that was being sold. So there was, mm -hmm. there was literally ways to find out what they were actually selling. And I didn't do it just once. No. I did it about 40 different products that I went and found and I would wait and I would find the overpriced product. So it's like, why are they selling a kid's onesie for 35,000 bucks? So I would take that code that would have specifically for that product, Google, um, do a Google search for it and then go into the image search and it would literally show you a picture, picture of the kid that they were, that they were actually selling. Um, horrifying stuff and and a lot of these companies are doing it mm -hmm. it's the world is and the elite are all being run by evil people. people you know every now and then you'll have people that'll sneak through the system like you know i i just in my heart would just love to believe and think that mike lindell was one of those people that slipped through the system that ended up you know being supported by conservatives and patriots because of the stuff that he's doing which is why he was allowed to end up being a multimillionaire, billionaire, whatever he is right now.
Um, but for the most part, anyone who is in the business of entertainment, sports, or anything like that, or these big companies that are owned by Vanguard, BlackRock, those are the quickest ways that you can tell if these are corrupt institutions or corrupt uh, corporations is who they're owned by. The majority of the billionaires and the millionaires in this country were allowed to be because they play ball. Yeah. Disney, great example mm -hmm. uh, as well. Yeah, it's sickening. No, it's it's disgusting. <laughs> um, yeah, so there, there's just so much chaos going on in this world right now. So then check this out. Well, let me push pause because it's just music playing, so I'll read this to you. So we had just discussed the movie, Leave the World Behind, and the basis of this film was um, Wi-Fi going out, satellite, communication of all sorts, televisions, like all of that stuff. Any possible way that you communicate was done electricity and so forth so check this out president biden this is 13 hours ago president biden just pledged to shut down 60 percent of america's electric power the biden administration made two virtue signaling proclamations at um, last week's cop 28 conference in dubai it says we'll help save the planet from climate change so the policies aren't likely to change the planet's temperature by even one-tenth of a degree, but they might just destroy the 21st century American industrial economy as we know it. First, Team Biden announces that it will stop production of all new coal plants in the United States. This comes on the heel of President Biden's Environmental Protection Agency saying that this year it would impose new power plant emission regulations that are virtually impossible for coal. So... This right here fits right into what this movie was talking about. Them shutting it down. Everything, they're, they're literally admitting openly in public right now. Like off kilter, 100%. What a joke. Um, you know, this is just absolutely insane what we're watching right now. And we've been called crazy. We've been called conspiracy yes. theorists and all of this stuff for years now. Oh, God. Dealing specifically with the stuff that we're talking about, especially the child trafficking and stuff. Because like I said, um, I think Mary said it. Live, I, I have been a huge digger. That, that was my yes. deal. Mm -hmm. I dug and I made videos on this stuff, exposing to. this to people. She was in part of a group. Um, I'm, I'm a dragon. I was a dragon. Yeah, that was literally hunting down um, pedophiles and stuff like that online um, mm -hmm. to expose them. The thing is, though, yeah. is that they had like protocols. Obviously, when you're doing something like that, you're doing good. But you want to make sure that you definitely don't photo or down or, or link any of any that stuff because or... it'll come back to you. Yeah. Um, you... I kept everything. I still have all the all the stuff that I reported. Thousands of things I reported. I still have them in a file. Oh yeah. Just but, but you can't have the pictures or any no. of that stuff because the mm -hmm. moment because now that stuff's in your computer and even yes. though you're doing it to expose these people, mm -hmm. um, you got to remember who we're dealing with. We're dealing with. Um, Corrupt agencies, DOD, Department of Justice, anything that's incorporated with them, they'll come after the people going after mm -hmm. these people before they'll go after the people that are actually doing this stuff. So you got to be very careful when you're doing anything remotely like this. Mm -hmm. And then you've got a protocol as to how you collect the information to send over to these uh, oh, yeah. the justice departments and who can you trust. Because even our Amber Alert system yep. is part of this part problem. Of it. You know, our, our um, child protective services or the child kidnapping services, what I call mm -hmm. them. Um, you know, do you trust the CIA? Do you trust the FBI? I mean, that was one thing. The last video that I made with uh, Justice Reporter, um, we taught, we said, you know, if you come across any of this stuff, report it immediately to. We gave examples of this. And now she's come back to me since then yeah. going, 
I don't even call know those local sheriff. Yeah. She's like, at this point, call your local sheriff. She yeah. goes, because I don't trust NIH. I don't trust DOJ. Nope. I don't trust DOD. I don't trust department of Homeland security. I don't trust any of the above. No, you know, your, your best bet is going to a local sheriff. And that's if, if you can trust your local trust, sheriff, yeah, if you can trust them, the, the real heartbreaking part is, you know, that when you do fill out all those forms and stuff like that, you know, they had, they know who you are that are sending them in. Not one person ever contacted me to find out exactly what was going on on Twitter and um, and the information that I had posted, that I had sent them, no one. And I did thousands and thousands of complaints and trying to get these people taken off. And, and of course, you had Jack that didn't do anything. And um, it was heartbreaking because you would see the same room with a, a, quite a few different children. And what they left, let happen on Twitter and other platforms is just horrific. No. Yeah, and, and especially like Facebook, Instagram, oh, Facebook, Instagram, uh, Snapchat, all of these. Ran across one I get on recently on Twitter too. Yeah, they they're they're still getting away with it. Twitter's yeah. a little better, better with than e most, Elon. Yeah, but I still don't trust Elon. No, you know, and a kitty too. Yeah, I. I she says I think my local sheriff is part of something bigger, and I, yeah. I agree See, with that's you. That's the problem. I know your area, and I know the politics in there, and it's sad because that area used to be rather conservative and is not conservative mm -hmm. any longer. It, it's sad. Yeah, it's really hard. And I, you know, and that's another thing I would like to reach out to justice and have a talk with her and see if she ever came up with a different approach to what you do. If you do run across that stuff on social media and uh, she's very knowledgeable of the situation and what is, what is occurring on these platforms. So when I do, I'll reach back out and let you guys know what yeah. she says, because you do have to report it. Yeah. Yeah, but then, you, like I said, you don't hear back, so you don't know where it goes. Yeah. Or if they're just logging your information. Yeah, come after exactly. You and they point. come, and that's one thing, like he said, do not download any pictures. No, exactly. Because, like I said, even if you're doing it, you know, be like, I'm mm -hmm. collecting this stuff so I can send it to authorities. All the authorities, all they have mm -hmm. to do is say it was in your computer. It was, yeah. Yeah. And now you are in possession of child mm -hmm. material. And, and I read all that stuff before I started doing it. I, I, I dig before I started doing that when I was filing the reports. I just didn't jump into it or anything like that. I, I already had some idea what to do and not to download pictures or even take those pictures and send them with a report. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's, mm -hmm. it's a very it's you know, heartbreaking. It, it's a service that needs to be done. But like I said, is they will come after you in a heartbeat mm -hmm. because they protect the people doing it before they protect the people exposing it. We've seen this a hundred times yeah. with it's a multi-billion dollar, billion dollar, you know, trafficking for yeah. children. I mean, Epstein, Ghislaine Maxwell, mm -hmm. like I said, all this stuff, just we're, we're dealing with the, the most evil people in this in world. world who have the power mm -hmm. to put you in prison. I'm a nobody. And, and we're exactly. So, I mean, it's easy to disappear us because mm -hmm. how many people know? I mean, fortunately we've got a platform here where, if we are missing for like two weeks, you guys are going to be like, uh, where the heck is Kilton Christian? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I mean, exactly. But most people don't have that. You know, they, they, they go missing. People don't think twice about mm -mm. it, you know? So it's, it's, it's a mm -mm. scary, scary situation. So true Patriot, you're talking about the oligarch and check, um, with the ammunition. If you can find that information, send it to us at Kilton Christian at gmail.com. I'd love to look into that as well. Um, are you working on a greenhouse too off kilter? Good. Let me come over and help you. I've got experience at this. It, it only <laughs> take me three months. 
hey, ours is it, ours is steady and strong now. <laughs> oh, it is now because I went around and I, I yeah duct taped it all. No, I, I I went around with a, with a latex and sealed the entire thing, so no more panels are flying off any longer. <laughs> Not looking out the window and seeing the panel fly by. That's exactly. But I'm really good at at working on projects without directions now. I mean, even this uh, yeah. shed that Nathan and I put together this weekend. There's a point where you're just like, ah, you just chunk the direction to start figuring stuff out yourself. Because <laughs> my favorite part, so like, oh, so in the chat. Where, where the where the A connects on a roof, um, <laughs> you've got the the uh, the little um, yeah. caps that go over the top of it to keep the rain out, and it's like that's one of the last things that go on. I'm like, how do you get up there? There was no way to get up there in order to, to tack it down right. You know what I'm saying? Like even me who doesn't weigh a lot would like you know, push the, the, um, aluminum siding in. So we figured out a way, fortunately <laughs> you, you take a couple of guys that kind of know what they're doing and we get stuff done. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Oh yeah. So that was very interesting. Yeah. So next, uh, Zelensky is moving to the United States of America and is being given a citizenship and full security secret service protection. USA has messed Ukrainian people's lives to face Russia on its own and now America only to fight the war ourselves to help them out. And then they're literally <laughs> going to let this guy over here and yes. give him not only a, a citizenship, but they're going to give him secret. So I want some secret service. Mm -hmm. Come on. What the heck? Like this guy, he needs a secret service. He'll end up dead, man. That guy won't be able to walk down the street. We're tired no. of this crap. So, so, this war that Ukraine supposedly winning, and now you're going to let this guy come yeah. live in our country? Does that make any sense to anybody? Doesn't make any sense to me. Matter of hey, fact, maybe he should move to Compton. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Send him to Compton. That's that's just a thought. Yeah, <laughs> my opinion. He'll be gone. He'll be gone quick. He, he'll be re, he'll be redacted quick. <laughs> right. Exactly. And he is defecting. Yes, he um, is defecting. But he's actually in the country right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I'm not. You know, at first I'm like, ah, he's coming here to beg for more money. But now I'm wondering if mm -hmm. this is like literally him moving here because i know he owns property in florida mm -hmm. i he, think he has something in uh, beverly hills or los angeles he's got too, a couple somewhere. of places and a whole lot of yachts and you know it's amazing yeah for a guy that couldn't fund his own war how wealthy this he man is now is from, yeah. from our money so mm -hmm. guys thank you so much for uh you know if you paying see him walking down the street Exactly. Say hi. Your money went to a good place this guy <laughs> is now wealthy while you're starting to figure out where you're going to get your next food yeah exactly wonderful so uh, I'm going to play this little clip for you, pre-warning. There are a couple of dirty words in here, but I think you guys will completely understand why this guy was cursing a couple of times in here. And he's talking about Texas, you know, but let's, let's, let's remove the word Texas and just replace it with any state that you're living, especially the conservative states. So I got a lot of Democrats complaining about Texas right now. And this is what I have to say. Got any problem with Texas? Pack it up and get the fuck out of here. We all told you that we don't want you Democrats in our state. We've been living here for decades and decades and generations and generations. We don't want any change. We don't want nothing to change. We want you gone. You are the problem. Don't like it? Leave. Get the fuck out. <laughs> Go back to California. Go back to California. Go back to all the shitholes that you came from. That's like that's what you like to vote for. You like voting to turn an entire state into the biggest fucking shithole in the world. Even people in Africa that don't have clean drinking water. 
make fun of California. They make fun of your Democrat shitholes. We want no part of it. Leave. Get the fuck out. Yep. Sorry for the language, but he's kind of right. He is right. And, and people are getting upset. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's understandable. You know, we live in a pretty conservative state. We got a Democrat governor. Yeah. Well, we know why. Yeah. I mean, same thing with, uh, you know, Texas is a great example. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I was living, I moved to Texas 16 or 17 years ago and it was still rather conservative. Even Austin wasn't, it was weird, but it wasn't like, like hardcore liberal, like it's become. But now we've got that. We've got Houston's gone straight up liberal. Um, we've got uh, San Antonio. We've got uh, Dallas. Like all these places are going straight liberal and they're trying to change the entire state's politics. But the good news is the people, even the some of these other people that have moved there are starting to wake up. And it just drives me crazy. Is they're like, I can't afford the state I'm living anymore because of all these liberal progressive laws that they're putting through. So we got to leave. Then they move to another state. What do they do? They vote the same, <laughs> same exact way. way they voted for yeah. the place that they just moved away from. So here's my question to these idiots that are doing this. All right. Where are you going to move next? Because if you change Texas, <laughs> we're, we're, you're running out of options. Yep. If you're changing Texas to a, a liberal state, you're not going to have anywhere to go for all those people that are like, if Trump becomes president of the United States again, I'm moving. Well, first off, I agree with this guy. I'm not going to say the language that he said, but leave. Just go, leave, take off. I don't care. But my question is, where are you going to go? This is the country that other people run away from their country to live in because it's a free country. Well, kind of. So where do you go? Yeah, come on to Kentucky, guys. Exactly. Can you do all y'all come to Kentucky? Look at Montana. He's like, Montana's full. (laughs) I don't blame you. Exactly. Um, Let them all go to California. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing, though, is that they'll move. Sorry if you live in California. But there's just nowhere to go. Like I said, you, you're not going to go. Um, mm-hmm. You're not going to. There's no what country in this world are you going to go that's better than the United States of America? And I'm saying that as someone that's a Scot. You know what I'm saying? I love other countries, but those countries have fallen. Mm-hmm. They're all becoming like progressive socialist Socialism. and communist places. But yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, where are you? Where other than America are you going to move to have what America has? nowhere you're not going to go anywhere to find what we've got right here in this country so for those people that are threatening mm-hmm. to move if trump becomes president again i got Peace this out. to say i hope trump becomes president again yeah absolutely so i can can you take the ones that came over the border too with you <laughs> yeah i know trump that's one of the first things yeah. trump plans on doing is getting them getting yeah. them out of here bye Bye-bye. see ya matter of <laughs> fact give me a call i'll help you pack yeah no kidding um Another thing that was in this movie that we were talking about, leave the world behind. Um, literally, it says uh, warns that white people should not be trusted in the world faces an apocalypse disaster. And and they were literally there was multiple occasions in this movie they were like, but they're white, we can't trust them. Mm-hmm. Remember what we had to say, you know? And yeah. it's like, and and, and I got to admit though, the the white people that were in the movie were kind of crappy people it's like they literally went out of their way to make them like shady and and Mm -hmm. like mean like you literally hated the white people's characters Mm -hmm. you know they tried to make them look like they were all pedophiles not trustworthy angry all the time stealing everything from the black people so they didn't miss an opportunity of wokeness in this film whatsoever not at all and then finally let me read i was kind of surprised julia roberts was in there though 
Oh, not me. She's a deep she, stater. Yeah. I mean, I mean the the where they had her in in the in the film. No, no, it didn't surprise yeah. me at all because she was a bitch. Yeah, her <laughs> She's a Julia beast. Roberts, uh, Ethan Hawke, Ethan Hawke, um, Kevin Bacon. They're all deep staters. Mm. You know, okay. Oh, you Ro know what? Robin, someone said that too. I did. I said this yeah, last, last night. night. I was literally like. You notice the older that, that Julia Roberts gets, the more like a man she looks. Yeah, I literally that said night. that last <laughs> night. You know, and then Robin Recovering says, Does she a tranny? Mm -hmm. I kind of think so. Because, <laughs> mm. like I said, as the older you, they get, they can't yeah. hide their their they can't hide anything anymore. See, JD23 says she is a man. See, I that's a yeah. Well, and I thought that pretty during Pretty Woman too. I thought, hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. that's just kind of like all your angels yeah. she dudes. was a pretty man woman pretty man woman. <laughs> pretty man woman they just uh, i think they might have adopted him if she if she's a dude yeah because there's the same thing with uh there's a lot of them out there that mm -hmm. that um Look had fake Philly. bellies on and stuff mm -hmm. like that that literally created the illusion mm -hmm. that, that her name is justin <laughs> <laughs> so i'm going to read one more thing before we go to prayer tonight just kind of talk about something i was talking about earlier so this is from shadow ezra Said a few months ago, over 50, so 50 senators were issued satellite phones for emergency communication. Barack Obama's new movie warns of a cyber attack that causes a blackout. Today, it was confirmed that China's cyber army is invading critical U.S. services, including Texas's power grid, water utility in Hawaii, a West Coast port, and at least one oil and gas pipeline. So, uh, you know, so once again, it brings up the big thing is what was this about? Sandra Bullock to CL Klein. And that was another one as well. And, uh, you know, and Chrissy Teigen mm -hmm. is another oh. one. So people always ask like, well, you know, we saw him walking around pregnant, but I, I want to resort back to a, a video I got... that I saw of, uh, um, what's her name? Uh, Prince Harry's wife. Oh, Prince Megan. Yeah. Megan. Merkel. Yeah. Merkel. Mm -hmm. Um, there was a, a video that she, was walking out of somewhere and her belly slipped down, down. and fell out of her dress. <laughs> you know, this was like when she was like uh, seven months pregnant. Yeah, you know, they have fake bellies and they also have fake boobs to make you look like a, a woman. So, oh, yeah. yeah. And that's right, too. I got to point out CL Klein and, and JG. Yeah, apparently guys can get pregnant too. So, oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So I guess that answers that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, they have, they have. Periods now. Uh, they can do that too. Yeah. Well, well uh, according, you know, and this is the crazy part. I was reading this article the other day. Sorry, guys. It's a little graphic, but this clown, yeah, JG23, it's clown world. So, yeah. this is a clown world thing. They're literally taking um, frozen tomato paste mm -hmm. and putting it in their man made hoo hoo <laughs> and, uh, and pretending to have that monthly thing. Yep. I think yeah, that was the nicest way I could have said that. I'm trying to not be too graphic here. <laughs> Um, but it, they, but literally, oh and, and the thing is though, this is the crazy part. I'm, okay. I, you think I just said the crazy part, right? Mm -hmm. That's not the crazy part. The crazy part is these people literally know what they're doing. They yep. know where they're putting it. They know what they're doing mm -hmm. and they're still convinced that they're literally having their monthly thing. They, they know what they're doing yeah. and they're still convinced that they're having their monthly thing, Ugh, even though they yeah. knew the process that it took to give the illusion that it took, oh my goodness crazy mental illness and I resort back to what that lady was saying earlier mm -hmm. about transhumanism and how 
easy it is to convince the world in a crazy psyop. You just, you wear them down. You start telling them lie after lie, lie after, after lie, lie until it becomes the truth. And then you start convincing people that if you speak out against this stuff, then they're the crazy people. And this is where we end up today. Well, look at the angels. I bet a lot of men's hearts broke when they found out that they were checking out all the dudes on the runway. <laughs> a lot of those, the angels. Oh, yeah. The, uh, oh, yeah. The Victoria's Secret, Secret models, yeah. yeah. I'll tell you oh, what Victoria's Secret Lord. is. They're all a, men. <laughs> isn't a secret you're going to like. <laughs> no. The secret is they're, they're all dudes. They're all dudes. and Oh, gosh. I used to laugh about that because you could tell. I mean, right away you can tell they were. Well, no, no, no. I couldn't back in a normal day when I didn't assume that things like this existed. Look, they were all thin, real thin, built real sleek and stuff like that. And they all have Adam's apples. I mean, that was... That was right there. You can tell right off the bat. Yeah, but you know when I when you're like fifteen. Oh well, that's old, different you, when you're fifteen. Yeah, you're but, not thinking you know, about Adam's apple and like why is your waist up so high? And there, all <laughs> why that is, weird why is your face so chiseled? Yeah, exactly. Now you look mm-hmm. at him. It's like now we're at all the point where I question everything. I'm like, that a man? I wonder if that was a dude. well. Like you said, if they have fake, there's fake body parts. Look at they're wearing masks for God's sakes. Yeah, you know, so everything can everything can be. You know, taking care of with a mask, some latex rubber. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> it's a sad, sad world, boy. It's a mad, 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 <laughs> mad, yeah. mad world. Yeah, exactly. Oh, exactly. Sorry about that, uh, Cart Simpson. Um, I didn't mean to make you puke or cry. The world did it. It just, I just talked about it. <laughs> the world making you cry yeah. and puke, and I feel that yeah. same way every day. So I'm right there with you. I just do it pre-show. Um. And then finally, only the wealthy will be able to travel. Guess how the poor are going to be able to travel? They're going to be using virtual reality headsets to travel to the same places that only the elite will be able to afford to travel here soon, especially once they start coming up with those IDs and they're like, well, you need to be vaccinated in order to go here, here, and here. I guess I'm just going to stay right here in my beautiful land in Kentucky, get some coups to hang out with, have you guys move over this direction, form a big giant family. We have no reason to leave. All right. That being said, I think we need some prayer. So everybody, if you would please bow your heads, we will get into a little bit of spiritual warfare and some much, much needed prayer in this world. Heavenly Father, I want to thank you again for another day. Thank you for all the beautiful blessings that you've given us and just being able to see the chaos in this world and just laugh about it sometimes because it'd be really difficult to get through some of these times that we didn't have a good sense of humor and just being able to talk about these things. And thank you for showing us this stuff, Father, so that we can stay away from it ourselves and to help other people venture away from it too. More importantly, get closer to you, dear Lord, and what really needs to happen on this earth with the beautiful virtue and grace that you give us that we can carry on in our lives. Dear Lord, thank you for having love and patience with us to get us to the point we are today and the constant reminder that we need to pray for our enemies. Excuse me. And Father, Just thank you for answering all the prayers that we have been reaching out to you over the last years, dear Lord. We always see that we come with the prayers and then we see the answers within days. And dear Lord, there's just so much proof in the miracles that you present to us every day. It astounds me that there's people that still question your existence because your existence, in my opinion, is in everything that we do see, smell and everything in this earth. And I'm grateful that you've allowed us to open up our hearts and be able to see it. Dear Lord, allow us to build a better relationship with you and a stronger relationship with you every single day. 
just dear Lord, thank you for listening to us as we repent for the sins that we do as just humans and working past it, becoming better people every single day. Dear Lord, accepting you into our heart was the greatest thing that we ever did, dear Lord, because we recognize at that point all the beauty that comes with knowing you and how nothing on this earth that is good is without you. Dear Lord, you've given us the the ability to hone the skills that you've given to us our whole lives, working in our lives, dear Lord, before we even knew who you were, preparing us for this day that we are right now. Thank you for letting us all be alive during these moments, dear Lord, to not only experience this, but to be part of this great war that's knocking at our door. And dear Lord, our war right now is not with swords, it's not with rocks, it's with information, and most importantly, scripture. Spreading that word from nation to nation, from person to person, from soul to soul, just to plant those seeds at the moment, dear Lord, so that they may find that same salvation, that same relationship that we have with you right now. Dear Lord, thank you for having patience with me every single day and for every one of us, dear Lord. Let us have patience with all others, even those that are reluctant right now to to accept you into their lives, dear Lord. Right now, it's about planting those seeds, and eventually those seeds will go at that right moment, dear Lord, and we just need to be patient with that. And keep on spreading that seed. Keep on talking to people. Keep on showing, not only saying, but showing the love that we have. So that when people look at us, they can see you within us. They can see you with our heart. Just like you, dear Lord, we pray you don't hear our words. You hear our heart, dear Lord. So let the fruits that we bear be examples of the relationship that we have with you. In hopes that other people are encouraged to seek that same thing themselves. Dear Lord, we're in a day right now where we see chaos every day. But if we look just beyond that chaos... We see the veil lifting up and the truth that you're showing us more and more of every day. We're seeing more examples of people that are finally starting to seek your light and your love, dear Lord. And I thank you for that. I thank you for letting us to be part of this, dear Lord. But I ask, dear Lord, during these times that you continue to give us the patience, the strength, the discernment, the wisdom, the courage, and the skills that we're going to need in our artillery bag, dear Lord, as we move into these chaotic and these crazy times. But dear Lord, we are your warriors and there's no better privilege on this earth to be your servants so that we can do what we can right here on earth just as a way to to show that we're giving a little bit back to you, dear Lord, because we'll never be able to repay you for all that you've given us. You sacrificed your own son on that cross so that we could have that hope and that salvation, dear Lord, to enter heaven at some point. But that time's not quite yet, dear Lord. We don't know when that time's gonna be. We don't know when the rapture's gonna be. We don't know truly, dear Lord, our job right now is to focus on you, focus on spreading that gospel, focus on building a strong relationship with ourselves and helping others find that same thing. But dear Lord, thank you for putting us all into each other's lives. Thank you for giving us people to lean on the time that we need someone to talk to, just to have an ear to listen to us, to vent to, and to lift us up on those days that we stumble as we will be there to lift them up one day as well. Father, we love you with all of our hearts and we can never thank you enough for the beauty and the blessings that you bring to us every day. We love you. Jesus Christ's name and our Heavenly Father's name we pray. Amen. Amen. Beautiful prayer. Thank you. Well, guys, it's going to be, um, um, like I said, be a shorter week. Like I so said, we'll, we'll have one day because, like I said, we're going to, um, mm-hmm. a bunch of us are going to go up and, and help someone put a stove or a burning stove into the house so they can get some heat. It's about two hours away from where I live, so it's going to be a long day, and I doubt that I'll be back in time to do that show on Thursday. I'll keep you guys updated, but here's the thing, and I know you guys are the same way. When people are in need, the first thing a Christian should do is go, how can I help? And, you know, this is one of those cases, sadly, that her husband just kind of abandoned her. 
and left her without anything. So fortunately, someone was kind enough to donate a wood-burning stove. And uh, then God donated his people right here, his his followers, his Christians mm-hmm. that live right here in Texas, to go out and give them a hand and uh, help them out um, to, to do this. You know what I'm saying? So I'm thankful that there's people right here in this state, people coming from other states that are coming in, and we'll get this up as soon as we can to help her out. Like I said, it's one little thing at a time, helping others in need. And, uh, you know, it's the very least that we can do for our Heavenly Father because He does so much for us. And I know, Steve, I know you wish you could be here too. And I know a lot of you wish you could be here too. But like I said, you know, someday someone's going to need something in your very own state. And without question, I know that you guys will jump at the opportunity to give them a hand. And that's what makes you all just amazing people. And God is looking down, smiling upon every single one of you for all the contributions that you do as good Christian Jesus following loving people. And I am thankful for all that you do as well. But guys, I love y'all very, very much. I want to thank you so much for watching Kilted Christian episode 502, Leave the World Behind. Tomorrow night, we'll be back for Kilted Christian 503 with Dustin Nemos. You don't want to miss that show. It's always a great conversation. I don't even know where the conversation is going to go. What I love about doing shows with Nemos is that it ends up in some pretty amazing places. We just kind of, we let God decide where the conversation is going to go. So it's going to be amazing. But once again, I love you all. I am so thankful. Those of you here in chat, those of you who will be listening to this show later, you're amazing. And I'm thankful for everything that you do. Just keep on fighting. We're going to get through this just fine. God bless you all. And I leave you with this. Oh, say can you see by the dawn's early light. What so proudly we held at the twilight's last gleaming, whose broad stripes and bright stars through the perilous fight or the ramparts we watched were so gallantly streaming and the rockets regular the bombs bursting in there gave proof through the night that our flag was still Once again, guys, if you get an opportunity, go watch the movie that we talked about this evening called Leave the World Behind. Like I said, just to get an idea as to what we'll be walking into, because like I said, this was definitely predictive programming. But guys, in the meantime, I love you all very, very much. And remember, we are so lucky enough to know how this outcome comes. God wins. So hold that line. Keep on praying. Let go of the stress. Let go of any anger that you have in your hearts, any hatred. That's nothing we need. We need to focus on love. 
Fear not, guys. Keep on praying. Spread the gospel from nation to nation. It will be just fine. I love you all very, very much. We'll see you tomorrow night for Kilted Christian, episode 503 with Dustin Nemos. In the meantime, we love you, and God bless.